Hi, I'm Riley Ernst, and you're listening to a crossover episode of Crave the Podcast. Compressed and Unplugged is an inconsistently updated podcast where two music lovers with vastly different tastes come together to discuss the albums they love. Compressed is a hip-hop head, pop fanatic, and electronic music fan. Unplugged prefers punk, skanks to ska, and rocking out. This week, the two discuss the first three Kanye West albums. Between one Kanye stan and one total stranger to Kanye's music, the two will hash out their opinions on Kanye West's discography. Enjoy! Hello. Howdy. Welcome back to Compressed and Unplugged. I'm Compressed. And I'm Unplugged. Yep. I guess I'm just doing the very formal intro today. <laughs> today, we are doing something a little different. Maybe a little bit more of a commitment for my listening for the next uh, few weeks here. <laughs> Damn. Uh, okay. Three. I, I was paring it down. I had a much longer version that obviously I wasn't going to do. I'm like, this is just too much. Um, but I, I tried to sort of filter it, this in a way to make it make sense for reasonably sized chunks of time, basically, and uh, things to discuss per episode. Mm, hopefully okay. hopefully okay. i hope i didn't i tried my best not to overstuff it but it's uh it's still a big a big one. we are listening to kanye west because you really like you you told me last week i think or two weeks ago maybe that you really hadn't heard much kanye west like yeah besides probably like a few songs that i've played and you've heard like i don't know what what do you what do you know black skinhead I know that one. Gold Digger? Probably. Probably. You, prob- you probably do. Most of them are like things I would recognize, but I, didn't I don't put know that on here. the names of, you know? Yeah, yeah. You might recognize a few in this episode. In this episode, the old Kanye. We have selections from the college dropout, late registration, and graduation. And I think going through it this way, the reason I came to this conclusion is because I was trying to pick one album mm-hmm. that... I guess was like my favorite or like I thought encapsulated his like whole body of work the best. And honestly, I think if I was going that route, I would probably go with the college dropout. But even then, just like listening to like every other album, trying to like, you know, think about which one I actually wanted to do. There were just so many songs that I was like, this is so good. Or there's like something he says in this that's so good. And we're also going to sort of like his like character arc that has sort of he's painted because a a lot of his music is about him especially in the latter half of his career it's kind of obnoxious uh but it's kind of interesting i I personally think this is the best part of his career probably Mm -hmm. even though i i really think there's different things to enjoy about each part of them but that kind of comes later down the road this is the old kanye um Chop up the soul, Kanye, as he Chop says. Uh, and and really, that is kind of the, the vibe of these three albums today. College Dropout, 2004. Mm-hmm. Late Registration, 2005. Graduation, 2007. So, his Damn. oldest. This era of Kanye is when he was obviously getting started as a rapper. Uh, before this, he had been mainly just a producer selling beats um, around, you know, growing up in Chicago, he was selling beats, three mm-hmm. like five beats a day for three summers. I don't. There's a line in a song about that. I don't know mm. if that line is included in this whole thing because there's a lot of Kanye lines that may or may not be in here. But anyway, he was doing that, and then he wanted to be a rapper. 
he actually was very much an outsider at first and like a bit of an underdog just in terms of his style he he sort of came into the game when i think crunk and like uh bling rap and like this sort of like early 2000s era was was just like all masculine like chest puffing and like rapping Mm -hmm. about like braggadocio stuff which is fine like you know that has its time and its place although it can be like you know a little a little fucked up sometimes with some of the things they say uh, especially in terms of like treatment of women and like honestly the lgbtq community and this time in hip-hop uh and he actually was uh one of the like first rappers like small or large to like be very transparently supportive of that community and against rappers using homophobia as like an insult to other people or just like a way to say like violent things against those uh, groups of people yeah so you know that's one thing that early kanye stood for um in a lot of his music and other just appearances in the media other things that he has stood against are uh, American, you know, intervention uh, globally, military-wise, how they treat their own people, uh, how, like, for example, how George Bush handled the uh, hurricane. Yes, there is a, a very... I love that clip. It's, it's a meme <laughs> clip, but to be fair, it's kind of... A, it's kind of true. It's very true. He yeah. was he was completely right. Kanye, Kanye, okay, that's the thing. You'll hear it on these songs. Uh, some of them I chose specifically for, like, the uh things he's talking about uh in addition to the production because the production's always good but that's kind of just a given with kanye uh if you know if you know you know if you know you know yeah no kanye was spitting facts uh back in these days and it was really good to hear and like because now sometimes he'll say like something really smart but it'll like come in the form of like a poorly phrased allegory about yeah. slavery and him being a billionaire. And it's like, okay, I see what you're trying to do, but you're just like, there's just things that it's just about your messaging that are not palatable. And also certain things that you stand for and like are, are contradictory. So, mm-hmm. but back, back in this, this day, I think he was a lot more genuine, humble, a lot more of a real person probably than he is now because yeah. he's just been so warped by his fame and the media and like power and money. And I mean, like I don't like feel terribly bad for the guy, but like in some ways I do because, you know, he does have some, uh, I guess unfair treatment in the media. He has yeah. some, some issues, bipolar disorder. The loss of his mother was very hard on him. We'll get into that in the course of all this, Oof. but basically without saying that, he's a victim now or a terrible person now i think he was more genuine yeah then if if that sort of makes sense yeah i think that's just like whenever people get like absurdly rich and famous like they just become an exaggerated version of themselves yeah talk about themselves a lot yeah and he still talks about other things in his music he gets criticized as like only talking about himself which just isn't really true like it is true but like it's not people like people completely blow it out of proportion even though he does talk about himself but anyway that's just like sort of to give you like an overview of what we're going to be looking at this this week is just the earlier stuff and i think with that we should probably just get into this i uh, think we we still do have some kanye to listen to hell yeah so with a few of these songs i'll like give you like kind of my reasoning for like why i think it's worth including in this you know okay so yeah let's get into it 
I like that a lot more than I was expecting I was going to like it. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I think I really liked the ones off of the first album and the second album, and then I wasn't as fond of the ones off of Graduation. Hence why I only put, like, three. <laughs> yeah. Is that, like, a like a thing that, like, people don't like Graduation as much? I think generally it's probably the least now especially the least loved of the three mm. um i think when it came out it was in ter- we, we always like say certain things like sound aged in terms of like not aging very well but like sounding really good at the time mm-hmm. i think out of any of the albums that we've picked this is probably like one of the epitomes of that and i like this album uh, at a time it was my favorite kanye album every single one of his first five at some point has been like my quote-unquote favorite Uh because you kind of bounce nothing I think after that but um, yeah at this point it's kind of my least favorite of the the original three at at the very least okay well it seems I tapped into something there I would yeah it's and like god those synths and drums like do do they not sound like so 2007 oh yeah yeah I was like I I literally wrote down on one of them they a really the, like synth horn patch that he had was like so cheesy. Yeah, yeah. There's uh some songs with uh T Pain, Lil Wayne on here that really fit that vibe as well. Hell yeah, I gotta uh, hear that. The finale is a well, second to last song is a track with Chris Martin of Coldplay. <laughs> oh what? Yeah. I actually <gasps> skipped on uh the second album here late registration i hit i skipped the opening song after the skit uh heard him say featuring adam levine it's actually not a bad song but uh (laughs) yeah yeah like graduation is definitely uh my least favorite out of these three that aside that disclaimer aside (laughs) um i loved the first two albums oh yeah uh especially roses i think was my favorite out of everything that oh nice it is it's just so good there's so much variety in everything after a while, I started to pick up on like a little formula of how like how how he designs what he's doing. You know, I could like detect a pattern, but like there's so much variety in like his flow. There's so much variety in like literally just the intonation of the samples against his voice or like whatever uh, like other stuff is going on at the same time. Um, there's so much variety in like the color and like the timbre of everything he's using because he uses like a different thing for every single track mm-hmm. um and by thing i mean like he might use like a conga and like a xylophone and like a lot of vocals on one track and then on the next one it'll be like a djembe and like <laughs> a lot of vocals again but in a different register and like a bunch of strings and like a fucking orchestral trombone section i think that i think that's why i liked the first two albums better is because on Every single one I heard from those, it was completely different. Mm-hmm. The whole soundscape was just completely different. Yeah. And all of the ones on graduation kind of sounded like they were coming yeah. from a 2000s club, which is probably what he was going for. But Yeah. He he sort of pioneer was one of the pioneers of that sound to his credit, you know. Like yeah. th- that's that's the thing with with some of this stuff. It's like at the time it was pretty cutting edge, but I I agree with what you're saying and if you can believe it these these are probably more similar to each other than than most of the stuff we're going to be listening to moving forward. Oh, cool. Okay. But that's because they really like go all over the place. They do. But yeah, his first album might be his best honestly. Yeah. It's really good. That's I had 7 from that. Intro. We don't care. All falls down. Jesus walks. The new workout plan. 
Slow jams through the wire. Five from late registration. Touch the sky. Crack music. Roses. Hey mama. Diamonds from Sierra Leone. Bonus track. Three from graduation. I wonder. Can't tell me nothing. Flashing lights. I don't know. Just how cohesive of like an idea he built with the college dropout. Like talking about there's songs on the album where he really gets into like uh, education and the school system as well Mm -hmm. but just in general that album to me is so much about like the struggles of like it's about class existing in this world yeah it really is yeah it's about class it's about race it's about just like relatable like real ass shit and that's that's the next thing i had written down actually is it just real shit yeah (laughs) like and like jesus walks like for how religious that song it like doesn't feel like obnoxious and like yeah. the way that the religion is presented, it's like he's making a good point. Like, you know, I, I personally am not a super religious person, but people should, you know, be able to like talk about it in music if it's something that's important to them without like essentially kind of like, hey, this isn't going to play on the radio, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like if music's good, it kind of just works. And I mean, like, it's kind of limiting to an artist to think that they can't include a part of their like existence being which is religion to in their music like that just makes the music worse because then they can't invest themselves fully in it Mm -hmm. and it's very important to him so it kind of comes up a bit here and later in his career even more but uh (laughs) when uh that new album came out i did try to listen to it and i did oh jesus is king yeah Yeah. uh i think i have like one song from that album on the finale of all this i'm looking forward to it yeah roses you mentioned is a really good song in ter- like in terms of how well the like instruments capture this like dramatic sort of it's like a beautiful instrumental but it's like so dramatic sounding you know with the yeah. strings and the 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 like mallet instruments that are very like vibrato-y in in the mix and all that it's crazy how much like honestly class comes up in his music like even in this song like there's like lines about NBA players can get this kind of treatment, but like regular folks like him and his family. I mean, not that at this point he was a regular folk, Mm -hmm. but he's talking about his grandma specifically, her life's like her situation in life. You know, I love the line. I asked the nurse, did you do the research? She asked me, can you sign some T-shirts? Bitches, you smoke and reefer. Can't you see that we hurt the like way that celebrity is like celebrities are seen by like regular people so it like has that dichotomy Mm -hmm. of like how he can't get this like respect for his like personal family loss that he's going and like this grieving moment that he's having Mm -hmm. uh because of his celebrity but he's also pointing out how celebrities uh get uh unfairly good treatment in other in other ways so it kind of like has that dichotomy balanced really nicely where it actually does make you feel kind of bad for him. Like, ooh, yeah, I even though you are like this rich, well-off person, obviously you can have real feelings too and shouldn't be, at the very least, you shouldn't have people coming up to you asking to sign T-shirts when your grandma's like dying. Yeah. <laughs> at the very least. Yeah. Crack music is great too on this album. Crack music was very good, yeah. Spitting spittin facts again. Real what can shit. you say? Gotta love Reagan. Oh my god, We Don't Care and All Falls Down from College Dropout both just have so many good, like, relatable, but, like, sad at the same time uh, moments in them. Yeah. His his writing in these albums is, is, like, actually so good and, like, funny yeah. and 
really interesting flows. Like a lot of people didn't think he could really be a rapper because he was known as this producer and he kind of like got laughed at by some people when he was first coming up and then through the wire was his first like single that he released as a rapper like after he had this like injury that like could have killed him or like made it impossible for him to rap ever again so like pretty pretty crazy way to come come back from all that yeah and hey mama also i think is a really good song and uh i think plants like a seed in media outside of his music and in his music he is very outspoken about how how important his mother is to him mm-hmm. but i love the fact that he like just writes a song about it mm-hmm. like in a rap album it's not something you would normally hear especially yeah. at this time yeah and it's very adorable i love that That's song nice. and like i said it, it plants a seed actually kind of for the the next album which comes after the passing of donda west um she died between graduation and 808 and heartbreak 808s and heartbreaks heartbreak heartbreaks which is what we're gonna be listening to next week along with my beautiful dark twisted fantasy those albums both have like a lot in them and long songs so it's just two next week (laughs) damn gotta cut it down and still there's like there's like technically more minutes but anyway let's let's get back to this week uh let's (laughs) we haven't even really like touched that much on the production besides like some like percussion choices and stuff which yeah i, I mean I was just I, about to go into that oh actually. yeah go go ahead go ahead yeah. so like i was saying i was picking up on like a pattern in the way he makes things he does this thing i love this i've never noticed it before but what he does is he has like his vocal lines whether he's rapping or singing depends on the time in the song but it's always paired with like a, a single drum line in the background and a lot of times it's like a bongo or a conga or something, or maybe sometimes it's a snare. But like what the drum is doing is literally just subdividing what he's singing. It's a simple addition and it's like kind of buried in the mix but because of what I'm about to say next. I just like it. It's very compelling. It really adds a lot of emphasis and a lot of like a lot more punch that wouldn't be there if he didn't do that. Mm-hmm. He's um, Yeah, he's a really good composer and like the way that his like voice plays with the instrumental yeah it's very uh intentional and and good <laughs> and he also like you're talking about in roses he does this on pretty much all of his songs it's like very dramatic the way everything is happening like there's like three different string patches and then there's like an entire choir of people and mm-hmm. like a low brass patch in there and like it's all so dense and layered you kind of can't even discern what lines are what like you can hear that it's like all contributing to a big hole but you it's hard to distinguish which i think is interesting because he also adds in like synthetic instruments um so like i was talking about a song off of graduation had some really cheesy synth horn sounds but i didn't recognize it for the first half of the song because it was buried in everything else that was going on and then only when like something dropped out could I actually hear what the sample was. Was or that I sample. Wonder, the first one? I think so, yeah. I think of the ones I played, that's probably my favorite personally. From graduation. That I was from say. Can't Tell Me Nothing. Oh, Can't Tell Me Nothing. Thinking. Oh, that one's good too. Yeah. That's uh Kanye, I at least to my to my knowledge, the most recent time that he like has meant talked about like his favorite songs and like a few times he's mentioned this one that this is if he had to like pick one song this is like his personal anthem which i think makes some sense like the 
like lyrically at least can't yeah. tell me nothing yeah and i do love this beat but it's not crazy <laughs> yeah all the songs on graduation seem so much slower too i don't know if, if you felt that too they, they just are. felt slower and there's some faster ones too like you know, you know stronger mm-hmm. that's the daft punk sample yeah i skipped that because i figured you'd probably know it and i do know that one yeah i skipped gold digger too is that which one is that one on stronger yeah that's graduation graduation which, which makes sense if you think about like the daft punk sample and all the synths on that song speaking of that denseness i think all falls down is a good example of that that's the third song from the college dropout mm-hmm. uh that has the telling you all falls down and like the guitar there's like almost too much going on at times where it's kanye rapping the vocal sample guitar and all the drums it's crazy how clearly you can hear everything he says on on most of these songs like his voice is like mixed really loudly and like clearly like you can really hear what he's saying it's very prominent his voice there's so much going on like you literally cannot get bored with it because there's just so much yeah a couple other things i wanted to mention um he loves to do this especially in like the earlier stuff that i was noticing he'll like I think double tracking is the right word, but correct me if it's not. Um, when you like copy something and then you pan it hard left and hard right, that's double tracking, right? Oh yeah. Uh, he uses that a lot, especially on like hooks, and he does it a lot with like choruses on on vocals, or sometimes he'll do it with instruments. And I love that technique, and he uses it very well, especially he on Oh Mama. He did that when like you were saying Oh Mama he double tracked those vocals and that was a very nice effect it's very it's, uh, warm hey mama hey mama He's going Fuck hey, me. hey mama. mama there are also some specific things i wanted to shout out all falls down the harmonic rhythm which is just to say like at what time the chords change is really interesting it's it goes with the guitar line it doesn't really go with the drums or his voice at all so like it creates a weird feeling of like you don't really know where you are in the music by feel the reason i bring it up is because usually chords change every bar or every half bar or something but these changed like several times within a bar and it was like there was a long chord and then there were like shorter chords and then there was a long chord and like shorter chords and it's just not something that you're familiar with you can't get a feel for where the song is going based off of that which you can like you can do at this point because you've heard with like normal harmonic progressions because you've heard those so many times yeah um so many times yeah he is my number one played artist on spotify hell yeah i don't know if that is if i could physically change that at this point without just like spamming like (laughs) just like repeat like some artist for like two weeks straight or something god damn i don't know <laughs> yeezy is king i guess apparently like his his music he's my personal favorite musician and i'm I'm always like that seems like a strong thing to say but like at least for now it's been like four years strong and it hasn't really changed and i can still like listen to an hour straight of kanye more yeah. or less and like not get bored of it but i don't think he's going to be like adding many more like great at this point i don't think he's going to be adding a full album to his discography that i'm gonna love Mm -hmm. maybe some songs but like i wouldn't really say i love any songs off of jesus is king everything before that i think is still good i think this is probably his peak honestly uh i think a lot of people think it's uh my beautiful dark twisted fantasy Mm -hmm. i don't 
think that anymore, even though I understand why some people do. And, yeah. you know, we'll get to that in a little bit and see what you think. But okay, I, I'm excited by how this went, and I'm interested to see how you'll react going forward because, like I said, this is probably where things are the most consistent and, like, sort of in the same range, uh, like, tonally, lyrically, uh, just in terms of the vibe, I guess. Yeah. It, it gets very different and kind of weird sometimes moving moving forward. But okay. Yeah. I'm also interested to see where this goes. I've definitely not explored as much Kanye as I should have. Yeah, and I think probably most of the ones you knew are going to be from these first three albums, <laughs> including Stronger. I'm sure you know Power from My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy with like the uh, oh yeah 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 yeah, hey. yeah 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 uh I don't know why I didn't just start with the sample that's like the most like noticeable oh and that has the 21st century the King Crimson sample 21st century sweet sorry, man. that that's great but uh besides that I feel like there's gonna be a lot of songs that you don't know moving forward and I think you probably okay. didn't know most of these either because like I, did not. I I skipped like the ones that I figured you would anyway so you might know a few more but we'll we'll see doesn't really matter yeah. I'm. Next week is going to be fun. 808s and Heartbreak is, until this recent thing where I've been like, I, I feel like maybe College Dropout is my favorite Kanye album. Right before that, like, so starting maybe last winter, 808s and Heartbreaks has been my favorite. Is it Heartbreak or Heartbreaks? I need to stop. <laughs> I always. You have to refer to it correctly. 808s and Heartbreak. Heartbreaks doesn't sound right even. I don't know why I'm confused. But yeah, that it. album has been my favorite and is definitely still up there. And that used to be my most hated album of his easily. Damn. That was the only album of his I really like turned around on. Everything else I liked at least, you know. That That's all for next time. I think I am probably satisfied with with my piece. It was it was good. I'm, I'm give it a thumbs up. Really quickly... I'll tell you the best ones that I had to skip. Okay. From College Dropout, man, I really I really just kind of went ham on this one. The only one that I would maybe add is Spaceship in terms of like goat Kanye songs. That one's yeah. good. But other than that, I got all the good ones from College Dropout. Uh, Late Registration, Gold Digger, oh, Drive Slow is really good. We Major is really good. And Late is really good. And then Graduation, Stronger, Good Life with T-Pain I like, but you probably wouldn't like that one. That probably would be more annoying than any of these. Really? And then, oh, Everything I Am. Why didn't I put that on? No! No, I like think I like honestly like must have just like forgotten or like skipped over it or something. Because that one I definitely meant to put on. That one is such a, that one's actually so good. It like feels more like college dropout or late registration it's so i would actually highly recommend everything i am from graduation but other than that you're not missing too much except good morning and champion there's too <laughs> many there's too many but like everything i am definitely from graduation check it out okay okay we have to, this has to stop like i said <laughs> at one time this was not that not that anyone cares but i think my first favorite was my beautiful artist fantasy and then graduation and then late registration and then call and then eight awaits and heartbreak and then college dropout is like the way that the order has gone and at this point graduation and mt my beautiful dark twisted fantasy i have definitely like played too much and don't like as much 
Uh, and also, I don't know how I didn't realize how like dated this sounded. That's the exact reason that I hated 808s and Heartbreak. And it's true that it does kind of have that a similar sort of dated sound to it, but I like it a lot more. Uh, anyway, I think that that's all I have to say now. <laughs> Are you sure? I know. I uh, <laughs> you are, you're going off. I could go. I could go on for days. I'm I sure could go you could. on for days and days. Oh, just wait till we get to a Streetlight Manifesto Ooh, album. I think shit. that's what I'm gonna do next week. Actually. Oh hell yeah! I've spared you for long enough. Hell yeah! <laughs> I'm I'm actually excited. That's uh Kenny from Doghouse is one of his favorite bands. Really? He said Catch Twenty Two. Actually, I was asking him oh, about Catch Twenty Two. Is good. They they actually continued for a long time without Thomas Kalnaki. Did you know that? That's weird. What the? Yeah, for like, so he left in like ninety eight or like ninety nine or something, and then so like basically everything they produced since then they've got a different singer what who just f- sounds almost exactly like what him. What the? F- yeah, that's kind of whack, honestly. And or then, is it good? I don't know. There, it's like a meme to shit on their new stuff without Thomas, but it's not terrible. It's definitely not as good as when he was there because he he was really only there for the first album, um, and that that's definitely their best album. But hmm. it's not bad. It's like it gets the job done. It's music. It's <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Well, look at that. We had uh, we talked about Kanye and Streetlight on this episode. Hell yeah, we're both just going crazy out here. Battle of the Titans. <laughs> I All right, a Kanye Streetlight collab. That would be amazing. But, that would uh, be so good. But be insane. I'd be here it for be. it. All right, I think that's that's it for part one of the Kanye West experience. Next week, 808s and Heartbreak, and my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I'm same bat time, it. same bat channel. <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening to Crave the Podcast. Crave the Podcast is produced by myself, Jake Trujillo, Zach Clement, and Kellyanne LaMercier. Make sure to follow Crave the Sound on Instagram and subscribe wherever you like to listen. You can also check out our YouTube channel for weekly episodes. See you next week!